What a tone monger. Strike to Survive is a punk band that's been around for, I would say, over eight years. In the near future, they will no longer be a band. Tom, they've played this stage many, many times. They have, and it's, it's been great every time. And they've played coast to coast. You know what, and as I understand it, I think that they actually were our answer, or, or their answer, to the fact that the Stillers broke up shortly after playing at the Phoenix. They wanted to fill that, uh, that hole. And they've just done an incredible job with that. So we are very, very excited to have Strike to Survive here, reflecting on all the stuff they've done together and all the journeys they've been on, the highs, the lows, etc. So we say, welcome Strike to Survive, and uh, we have four of the five members here. Let's have you guys introduce yourselves and maybe tell us a little something about you. Um, well, my name is Timmy, and my favorite candy bar is Snickers. And it's a meal in itself when you get right down to it. Well, there's peanuts. <laughs> Uh, my name's Anthony. My favorite candy bar is probably Reese's. Simple and... Goes down smooth. Uh, I'm Campbell. I play drums in Strike to Survive, and I enjoy making my own cheese. Oh, look yeah. at that. We had no idea. <laughs> it's yeah. actually crazy. He actually does. <laughs> it's a and beautiful kimchi. thing. My name is Patrick, and I play bass, and I like to brush my teeth in <laughs> photographs. <laughs> <laughs> and there's well plenty said. of documentation of that fact. <laughs> there is, and with all the candy bars that fly around in this particular band, brushing your teeth is a good idea. Ah, oh, right, the that's the one PSA we have to say. <laughs> brush twice a day. So Strike to Survive is a band that was born in Santa Rosa, California. Am I correct when I that's say correct. that? That's correct, yes. So let's just start with the hard-hitting question. Why is Strike to Survive breaking up? Ooh, Ooh, Right out of the gate. Wait, we're breaking up? Um, Every band has to break up at some point. (laughs) I think that our last tour, we just came back, and we didn't really have anything we were working towards, so it just kind of unwound. Yeah. I mean, that's how I felt. You know, there's like certain things that when you're a band, you're like, okay, well, we're going to do this. We're going to write a record, and then we're going to record it, and then we're going to do a tour, and then we're going to come back and write another record and record it. And we did it for so long, I think, and we had some, obviously, the best times of our lives doing it. And, uh, you know, you just hit a point where you have to make a decision, I think. Do you want to take this thing that you love so much and put it on the back burner and keep doing it, but just not have it be your priority and not care about it so much? Or do you want to just know that it's time to do it and just have the biggest celebration that you can? Yeah. The way I see it is that like when we started this band, we were, we were kids. Mm -hmm. Part of this band has been growing up and you can hear that through our music as we mature. And I think that we reached a point in our adulthood where our lives are starting to separate and we're, we're going our own directions. Yeah, but it's like a natural spot to call it, I feel like. It's, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. it's really organic. In a, I'm certain in a, that calling it respectively and responsibly and while we still are all on great terms is better than, you know, keeping it going and risking hating it or hating each other. Trying or, to kill know? each other. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We tried that once. It didn't work out too well. <laughs> it's kind of like going out at the top of your game. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's what we want to do. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we want to do, you know? We're all best friends. We still hang. It's not like we're not going to hang out every day after this. Like, yeah. we're going to have slumber parties and brush our teeth together. It's going to be great. <laughs> so you guys started this band when you were in high school, and now you are, what, 23, 24? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is an yeah. incredible period of growth. 
who you are at 16, 17 is so different than who you are at 23, yeah. 24, but you've still managed to kind of keep the core group together. I know some members have come and some have gone, but yeah. the core is still here. Definitely. Yeah. Has that been challenging? Uh, yes. Yeah. It was just mainly our second guitar player role that changed up, but it's been us four for like the hard hitting stuff, I think, you know, yeah. the tours and the records and all that stuff. So I feel like initially it took a while to catch on and, you know, it's through friendship, really. It's not even, mm-hmm. we're playing like a, a subgenre to begin with, of like <laughs> punk hardcore, and then even a deeper one, you know, in with what we're kind of trying to do. And yeah, it's just because people are our friends and everyone's they don't like our great music scene out here. <laughs> they just like us. <laughs> it's, it's the cult of clean teeth. That's yeah. true. When we set up local shows, I just really look forward to hanging out with everyone that's there. Like, most of the crowd are people that have been around there for a long time or right. just people that we know. Mm-hmm. And we have a serious relationship. And then you're like, oh, fuck, I have to go play. Like, hold on one second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hold, hold on, guys. The, the, the record milestone. you put out last year got some good press. I, I'm, like, so extremely happy with that full length. Like, to, for that to kind of be the last thing that we did is, is a really amazing thing because it is, like, the most compiled, cohesive group of songs that we've put together. And we put it on a 12-inch. So now I get to pull it out and show Cut my dad my and be like, Dad, yeah. you gave me all your old vinyls when, when I was a kid, and now I have my own vinyl. <laughs> and I've tried to give you this one I don't know how many times. <laughs> 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 dad, take my vinyl! <laughs> the band is just something that we've always done, but it's hard to organize your life around that with people that may not understand or be you know, going along with your things. So we traveled the country mm-hmm. three times. And then... And, and West Coast tours, how many of those? Five? I forget. Yeah, I want to say five. Four or five, I want to say. I don't know. Yeah. And then um, we did, yeah, West Coast is like, you know, from pretty much Utah to Boise to Seattle to Portland Sweet. down to even. It's the same New routes Mexico. that have been, tra- that have been traveled from, from bands from decades and decades prior. Yeah. 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 Which is, I think, really cool. That's like my favorite yeah. thing about touring is like, oh, well, all my favorite bands have probably taken the same highway to get yeah. to the same city. <laughs> I played a lot of the same clubs. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love yeah. going to, to venues and seeing the stickers from those bands. Like, yeah. oh, that band was here like recently. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Right. So touring is a really interesting thing for bands that maybe aren't really that well known out of like where they're from. Right. Because it can be a very isolated, sad experience when you're playing a show to like two or three people. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I'm sure yeah. you had those experiences. Oh, yeah. And how, oh. How, how many times, Tom, have you heard the story of the band goes on tour, car breaks down, band's no longer a band. Band, band breaks up. <laughs> yeah. But there is tremendous value in touring, and it's a, it's a whole lot of fun for a variety right. of reasons. There, if it's a shitty show or it's a terrible place, like yeah. we laugh about it, and we're like, well, you know. At least we're not at work right now. At least we don't yeah. live here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, at least we don't live in Dallas, Texas. Yeah, at the worst points of like being in the band, it's still like I can look around and go, mm-hmm. I'm with my best friends right now, yeah. and I don't have to care for a second about what's going on at home yeah. or like work or school. Because or on family. the surface, yeah. like we're not a, a by any means a big band or a band that's known nationally or anything, so we look at it as almost a vacation, you know, yeah. and yeah. we happen it to was have to play shows yeah. and things like that, and yep. it's not like a... We're disappointed. I feel like if we would have kept going on for like years to come and we're like, oh, this should pay off at some point. But, you know, we wrote it. We'd be fooling ourselves because we know we're just at like a point. It's kind of like our peak together as this group, you know. So. No, those worst moments. You know, it's it, it's like the old saying: my worst moment on on the road is still uh, better than my best day at work. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> such for a sure. True, man. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. There was the yeah. freedom. 
I mean, we ran into like some financial things on the road, but like that's no big deal, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and no. one one kind of like throwback to all the people in in Sonoma County and all of our friends back here. Anytime we had some sort of like, okay, we have no money to pay for gas, and we're in the Midwest somewhere, and we could like put up some merchandise on the internet and make some post about how kind of desperate we were. Like there was like a few times that we had so to do many that, of our friends. and we just got insane amounts of support and it kind of hit us like oh my god our friends love us wow it was a kick to get home you know yeah they yeah they helped us get home you guys have a lot of merchandise oh my god and a lot of really great designs were you able to sell most of it or are you going to end up with yeah, a whole bunch? You know what we, we did? We, we <laughs> Our bedrooms are storage units. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so what we're, well, most of us are artists, and we really like designing T-shirts cool. without really thinking about if they're going to sell or not. You know, we're just like, hey, we could put that on a shirt, and that would be cool. That's um, the cool thing about being in a band. It's a vehicle to just be like, Oh, I want to do this thing. Yeah, I, can, I yeah. can put the band's name on it, and we can just do it because who cares? It's yeah. an <laughs> you know, because there are no rules. There's no, there's no label. That's the beauty of yes. of sort of being untied to things. You're yeah. like, well, I could just draw this ridiculous shirt, and if no one likes it, oh, well, I lost thirty bucks or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's an art project, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We would do a couple, probably six or something, t-shirt designs per tour, and. We've accumulated a bunch, and we would just draw. That's the other thing about doing it yourself. We have friends that are artists and things like that, but we never had to pay anybody to do it because we, we would just, we would just draw yeah, them ourselves yeah. or something. It's not a big deal. You, you do the music. Most people think it stops there, but there is yeah. so much oh, more. Yeah. 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 So yeah. much more from the T-shirt design to the album covers to the lyrics. Web to graphics. Design, web yeah, graphics. Web to how, things, you know, your yeah. stage decor. I mean, even yeah, if you bring nothing, stage, it's, just how, it's yeah. just how you do it, how you place yourselves. There's so many decisions. And that's why, like, no matter what kind of music you play i have utmost respect for any band that has made it certainly they weren't popular all the time and you've had to kick butt to like get to where you're yeah. going most of the time what do you look back on and you think wow i can't believe that we were able to do that or what a great thing to be able to do outside of this experience i wouldn't be able to do this i'm so happy yeah. that i was a part of that the, well to preface that like i think that success you know is totally defined by your own terms of mm-hmm. what you think is yes. crazy i mean at, when we first started playing a show in Fresno, four hours away was yeah. outside of my mind. But to think Fresno's like, yeah. a great town to play in, though. Did you have a good time at that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We have a family there now, essentially. Yeah. You know? where, where do you guys usually play in Fresno? We play the CYC, CYC the Bell Tower. We play mm-hmm. the Ranch in Clovis, which is right next to Fresno. Can you believe that town, which you thought was in the middle of nowhere, has such a strong scene? It, yeah, it's good. It's and that's good. a lesson that's yeah. like, okay, this this isn't just happening in our hometown or the Bay Area. This is everywhere. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but at the time you think, okay, four hours away. That's crazy. That's super cool that I can be in a band, play music with my friends, travel, and, you know, sell some stuff to people who have never heard us. So you set your own bar for success every time. Mm-hmm. And then thinking, that, oh, wow, I could put out a seven-inch record. And then I could put out a twelve-inch record. All of those were huge leaps for us. Yeah, yeah. they were. Well, we, we had to we had to sell ourselves on it. Everything was a leap. We would do something, and it was like a drug to us. We were like, "Whoa, we just played a show in Fresno. That felt so good. Yeah. Let's go to L.A." How old were you guys when you did Fresno? I, like I, maybe nineteen just, or 20. I was yeah, like right. seventeen or eighteen, probably. Yeah, then. yeah just oh, out of high school, probably. I was a little bit younger yeah. than you. Absolutely, that's a great road trip. Just like everything we did, we were like. Next thing that we do, let's do it bigger, you know? The first U.S. tour we did, we, no one had smartphones, so we had this old map. <laughs> it was my parents' map, and uh, it was an atlas. So the left side was the West Coast, and then the binder part in the middle divided the two. Wow. And so when we, when we crossed that line over to the east side, it was 
metaphorically crazy. <laughs> me. I was like, yeah. oh, I can't even see California anymore. Like, we're, we're out there, you know? We're on the other side of the book. Yeah, we crossed the side. We crossed the little binder. We're on and, like, page 47. I, you know? Right. And, uh, <laughs> and going to Florida once was great, and then twice and three times, you know? Definitely each new release was a, was a high for sure. Every single thing was kind of like a high. Every new thing that we did was like a high. Well, and it's, it was two different types of highs. It was like yeah. the high highest career thing that you yeah. guys had done, or highest accomplishment, but then also an internal high. Like, a, wow, this feels so good. Let's yeah. do more. Let's do it bigger and, and louder and, and stronger next yeah. time. We were the ones that determined where our ceiling was. We would just be standing on the pier, like looking out into the ocean, like what's out there? You yeah. know, do we can we do the u.s like we didn't think that the u.s was possible at a certain point like maybe yeah. we have to get signed to do that yeah and it's just like well no like we've done everything ourselves up until this point like if we're gonna cross that side of the book like, <laughs> who, who booked you over on the east coast timmy it's all him uh, yeah. excellent all, all our guitar <laughs> oh, actually wait was our first uh u.s hmm. tour kickoff at the phoenix um yes it was yeah. yes it was yeah we played it, the yeah, floor good. here and we played here with no sir uh, Saber Tooth Zombie played Saber Tooth Zombie Yeah, yeah, yeah Boom was over in yeah. that corner yeah. Right down there Do you guys remember How you felt Before we left for that tour? I was like, so excited Like just being like Wait, we're not gonna be home For 30 days so, yeah. And then I remember During the show At a certain point um, Cody from Saber Tooth Goes this band is about to go on a U.S. tour. That stuff is no joke. You guys got to buy their T-shirts and support them. I know. Yeah, you know? and it I remember being so, cool. so excited and scared and nervous. Yeah. And Mike, because uh, no sir played, right? Or Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. it was Mike that said that. It was Mike. Not Mike, yeah. Mike that that? yeah, Mike said Mike that. Mike also said, you know, he's like, you go out for 30 days. That's no joke. You know, your girlfriend doesn't know what the fuck you're doing. Your yeah. parents are like, what are you doing? <laughs> and it's true. And, you know, it's the unknown. I don't know. Yeah. It is. It's yeah. a great unknown. We're scared. I think right around that time was when we really started feeling like a sense of community and people are surrounding our yeah. band. Uh, just li- like the one show that really kind of made me feel okay and want wanting to be a part of the hardcore scene was set it straight's last show here i i was at that show and i was like i want to do i want to be here and do this you know so so that was an inspirational moment for you that's yeah set it straight i mean for all we were all we were all there right Mm -hmm. well yeah yeah, we didn't know that that type of music could yield (laughs) that perception (laughs) yeah not just people but you know um that people cared about that support none of those bands were on a major record label no right well that you know that's the way it always used to be you guys we're born in the wrong generation <laughs> <laughs> for rock and roll. In, yeah. in, in the 90s, it was better if you didn't. In fact, it was easier for you to play this house if you were not on a label. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it was much easier. I could throw a show with four or five bands that nobody's ever heard of, and those shows kick butt. Mm-hmm. It was a more adventurous crowd in those days. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's, there's Definitely. been this crazy lineage of bands from Sonoma County and the yeah. you know Northern Bay Area that, you know, before my time that have paved the way for all this stuff to happen and it's there's been this like underground thing where yeah. i feel like bands have there have been so many good bands to come out of petaluma oh, yeah. santa rosa run apart especially for punk and hardcore i yeah. mean like we were doing it you know we were trying to do it and we were then we were starting to go to these hardcore shows and we were like we don't know any of these people and they yeah. had this mm-hmm. big like crew their own kind of crew and yeah, community yeah, yeah. and we were like yeah we're strike to survive like we're 18 years <laughs> yeah. old and well, you guys I remember seeing, like, seeing lifelong tragedy play yeah, yeah. here you know uh, lifelong tragedy yeah. and being like holy crap there's like what is this, this is a whole <laughs> new world you yeah know? 
it's just like you go to a show, you're at the Phoenix, and it's dark and it's comfortable, and you're running around in circles and you're sweaty, <laughs> and you're like, "Can I do this for the next ten years of my life? Because I would love that." <laughs> yeah, yeah, and there's, you know, there's it's a, not forever, actually. Right. So when you discover something on your own, too. Yeah, we don't really have older siblings that, or at all, or that you know have told us about this. And when you stumble upon something, and you're like, oh, "I just found this myself." You own a little part of it. You know? Yeah. yeah. I think finding it is no accident either. Like there are people that might be dragged to a show and they're like, oh, this isn't really my thing. But the people that go to shows and then see everything that's going on and say, that's something that I can really relate to and Mm -hmm. something that I want to be part of my life. I think that there's like a conscious decision there, like becoming part of the scene it's a scene that'll that'll allow you to be a part of it if you want it. It's That's it's a family, yeah. It. yeah. We take it for granted now too. I mean, uh, we all feel the same way, you know, when you go to a show and you see all your friends and stuff. But no, it definitely was not always like that. Yeah, that's no. true. We were, I mean, right around that time, we were like just some kind of, you know, some small time punk band playing Epiphanies all the time, Epiphanies. and you know, we no, we didn't even know who Sabretooth Zombie was, or if we did, we were like, oh, we'll never get to play a show with them, or you know, like I don't know. We and Anthony were talking about this the other day, like somehow, like we just got on a show with them or a few shows with them, and they just like watched us, and I don't know what they saw about us or what they liked about us, but like I don't know, they kind of became like our friends at one point, and started asking us to play all these shows with them and to us it was like oh holy shit Sabretooth Zombie wants to play a show with us or like they asked us to play a show or they even said yes to play a show with us you know and it was like right. oh okay and now we're friends with them but yeah, at the beginning it was you know excellent people well they're yeah. the older mm-hmm. brother kind of band and right. you know they didn't have to do anything they didn't have to take us under their wing and they kind of in a way did you yeah. know I feel like at I a certain point yeah the great dudes it's yeah. crazy a band that just played here at the Pennywise show resilience. Yeah. Oh, Resil- you oh bet. yeah, dude. Resilience. We can't go through this interview without bringing them up. No, they one. helped you know, us out so did much. It. There's there is a crew of guys that are just incredible. Yeah. They, one band that they are punk. They mm-hmm. they live it. They breathe it. Yeah. They are it. They it. They, yeah. yeah. And they have been it for an awful long time. Yeah. They're boy, are those guys something. And They'll never let go. That band. And that's yeah. the when you know we're young and you look up to those guys and they're. I, twice my age older <laughs> and they're covered in tattoos you know yeah. and, and you see them play and for them to talk to you and be nice to you yeah. that's crazy it's yeah incredible. they've always been 15? that way though those yeah. guys are yeah. really yeah. accessible as, as human beings that changed you know i was really like well nice these people. guys aren't assholes to me like yeah i'm this little 15 year old kid and they're talking to me that's yeah. crazy yeah. yeah that changed my mindset about what being in a band is like you know mm-hmm. kind of. but that I, is cool that's a recognition that is awesome. that, uh, yeah, yeah and our, cool. our parents bless their hearts for driving us to those shows yeah yeah this is why it's bad luck when a parent pays to see a gig at the Phoenix. Yeah. Thank God, they've been paying for lessons. They've been schlepping equipment. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. they should I, definitely get through the door. And we we owe Patrick's dad so much for driving <laughs> driving our asses. The number to the of Phoenix. Phoenix shows that he has taken he, us to. None of us were in bands at this point. This was early, early, and I just have distinct twelve memories or thirteen of us sitting oh. in Patrick's garage trying to help each other put our mohawks up and trying <laughs> to help each other spike our hair. And then getting with Elmer's glue, in, with Elmer's glue and Aquanet, and then getting into Patrick's dad's like red, like little Ford Explorer. Yeah, Ford Explorer. Driving to the Phoenix with our yes. heads out the window because they wouldn't yes. fit in the car. I think <laughs> the only difference is I care less about what people think of me. <laughs> That's the only difference. I used to care more. I mean, everybody cares when you're young, you know. But yeah. like now, I'm doing the same thing, and I'm just more kind of self-content, and there's more self-happiness, I guess. So. Yeah, more comfort with yourself. Yeah. All I know is that I try and think about what my life would have been like in the last eight years without this band. 
And it would have probably sucked, you know. It would have just been, like, so boring and dry. and There'd be I, a hole. You know, I'm sure I would have enjoyed my life and everything, but just looking back at it now and looking at everything I've accomplished, I'm so proud of us as a band and as friends to just keep it going and, and accomplish all the things we did. Did you guys get to play New York? Yeah. That must oh, have been a moment, when the we, first time Rochester. you played New York State. That'll probably be something you never forget. I remember taking a walk after that particular show at night and, like, just walking around downtown oh, yeah. Rochester and thinking, like, Man, I'm in New York State. I've never yeah. been here before. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. I don't know. Every place that we went to, it was like, this might be the only time I'll ever be here again. You know, like I may not ever come here again at all. And I'm, you really just got to take a minute to soak it up and be like, guys, we did it. <laughs> Live in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. You said you had a distiller story. Oh, this is oh, a good one. Um, this well, is, this is like me and Timmy. Our first punk show ever was here at the Phoenix Theater. The first yeah. punk show that got me into punk rock music was the Distillers, and I think Timmy was probably the yeah, same way. I don't think we would actually be sitting here or be in Shrek Survive if it wasn't for us coming to that show. And yeah. actually, separately, me and Billy, the old guitarist, also went to that show. Really? It was a great it, show. Yeah. yeah. I didn't go, but, oh. <laughs> but so that for, so for the four of you independently, that was an integral moment. That was the catalyst to do. Yeah, we were in was it middle school or it was um, middle eighth, school. It was eighth grade. It was middle yeah. school. Yeah. So we were in middle school, and I like kind of had just started joining that like group of friends with like Patrick and a handful of other guys, and uh, they had all bought tickets to come see the Distillers here, and I was like, was whoa concert tickets that's crazy like (laughs) just to even go to a real concert you know we were just like all right like let's go do this you know and we like kind of like tried to look kind of tough and we came out over here (laughs) and it changed my life so what did you experience on that night that said all right i want to do this Jumping off a stage for the first time. Oh, you got a stage dive. Oh, there was God. Far out. It was a feeling. Yeah, it was a moment. It was like everything that we kind of just saw. What is this culture? You know, like what is going on? And then just jumping right into it head first. Yes. Like, I'm going to jump jump off someone's head or I'm going to run around <laughs> in circles. Like For me, I experienced that sense of community in those first moments. Like, oh, I'm going to mosh. Oh, shit. I just like tripped over something and fell down. (laughs) I got got four people grabbing onto me and pulling me back up and then pushing me back into the pit. Like, keep going, kid. Having that kind of support where it's just like, oh, it's not people being violent, you know, trying to kill each other. And yeah, there's that sense of like family and everyone's like looking out for each other. Yeah. And something that I could be a part of. Beautiful moments, and everybody is a part of it. Yeah. Well, that was almost 10 years ago to this day. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Today is May 22nd, 2014. That distiller shows was May 14th, 2004. 2004. And we were in eighth grade ten, in middle school. 10 years later. 10 years later. There's something very symbolic and beautiful about sitting on the stage with you guys talking about like the 10 intervening years and all the stuff that you've done. Yeah. yeah. So I guess I'll ask you what has Strike to Survive meant to you, and what do you believe the legacy of Strike to Survive is? Well, that's like the biggest question. Do we each get an answer to this? <laughs> yeah. Anthony, why don't you start it off? Oh, I don't know. It's, it's um, yeah, like you said, Timmy, I can't imagine not being in this band, you know? It's been kind of so long. Before you're in a band when you're younger and all you do is listen to music and that's the one thing that you can, that's your one hobby. That's the one thing you do after school, during school, you know, in class and whatever. Thinking the the idea of just being able to be in a band is far beyond you it's that's crazy and so the ability to just be in it i've definitely taken it for granted but it's been the most important thing in my life i'm like the i can't think of one thing that i'm more proud of doing i mean at all yeah Mm -hmm. there's not one thing that i'm more proud of than playing any show we've done or you know putting on any 
release we've done, I identify that's just who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's going to be weird thinking that like, okay, I'm not going to be the singer of Strike to Survive anymore. I mean, like I am, but it's not going to be around anymore. Yeah. I don't know. It's sad, but it's also... It's bittersweet. It's bittersweet. We're going out with a, with a bang and I'm proud of it, but it's... Uh, yeah, it's who I identify myself being because it's for eight years, you know, it's a good chunk of time. I have never been anything else for eight years, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the exact same way. There's like, there's so much that we've we've learned, you know, as as a process of like every week, let's meet, let's meet up, let's like bang on these drums and let's like slam on these strings, you know, until something comes out and we learned how to be songwriters and we learned how to be travelers and we learned how to be better friends. And, you know, we just learned how to, how to face the world. And I don't know. I just, I think we'd all be definitely different if we didn't have this band, but I don't want to think about that because we did have it. And, um, you know, we're going to celebrate that. Yeah. The the music is like coincidental. I feel like the experience of the whole thing is, you know, music's like a, it just happens to occur. For me, it's been, you know, I'm I'm in a band with four guys that I just think are the coolest people. These are my best friends. Um, and just like those accomplishments that we've talked about and those, it's always been a thing of like setting goals and seeing them through and saying that we can always do something better. And, and from the beginning, you know, where we're playing like in our garage, you know, with like, with one speaker amplifiers, you know, to like, to to you know just improving everything that we can to like putting our stuff out on vinyl to setting up tours to you know to doing all the grand things that we did it's all just been setting goals and saying you know we're going to see this through and if we don't we've you know it's just trial and error like like we're going to try and we're going to fall on our face and we're going to like <laughs> get back up and try it again yeah. and maybe next time we'll be better and so maybe next time it won't but you know I'm all right with failing if I have my best friends yeah. like like yeah. by my side. I think that that's been the coolest thing is just like we've been in it together and like we've I I honestly think that my life improved vastly yeah. from being in this band more so than it would have if I wasn't in this band. And you know, so many nights of like people being like let's hang out, let's you know, let's go do something else and it's just like, "Well, actually I'm going to practice with my band or you know, oh, we're sitting down and like counting t-shirts or (laughs) (laughs) folding our laundry or something you know doing doing those things instead of like unproductive things things that like Mm -hmm. i can set myself to and i i mean i think that that's a life lesson is if anybody wants to be in a band and tour the country like you're your own master like you you can anyone yeah you anybody can do it and like we did it and we were just like you know fuck it like let's tour the u.s let's buy a van let's lose all of the money that like we have (laughs) ever had just going out on an adventure and and just being like you know maybe we'll go broke maybe we'll you know we might die being stuck in the middle of the desert but we're we're all in it together and yeah i mean i think for me it's it's kind of incredibly personal i think that I knew kids growing up and they would say like, oh yeah, my dad was in a band when he was like younger. And I'd be like, oh, I don't care. Let's go swimming or something like that. You know? <laughs> and, like, Let's go swimming. So like, I, I don't see like 20 years from now, everybody's going to be like, oh, you were in a band. It's just going to be something that all of us shared. And I really hope that we're still in contact at that point. Yeah. And like that we can look back on and we can reflect on and it's just something that makes me incredibly happy to know that I did. Mm -hmm. 
And I feel like I learned so much from it and took so much from it. And it's just probably the best thing I've done with my life. And you know what? uh, I can tell you from experience, the odds are really good that 20 years from now you will find yourself playing (laughs) music with with (laughs) guys. Reunion. We'll make thousands. It may be a reunion. It may not even be a reunion. Again, I'm I'm in a project right now with people that I was playing music with in 91. Nice. Mm -hmm. So it's been over 20 years and and, uh, we're, we're still playing. This is an ongoing situation. The music is a language and a lifestyle, and it doesn't die with this. Yeah. It keeps moving right. forward. We'll be punks forever, probably. Yeah. <laughs> punks for life. Well, no, your parents are hoping that's not true. <laughs> but no, the good thing that lends itself to just kind of punk-based you know, music, we, you don't have to know how to play the guitar or play yeah, the guitar. Yeah, you just do it. <laughs> Because none of us did. I mean, you took you go out and lessons. you suck and you suck for a while. You, you can hear and us learning to play the guitar I mean, on our records. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, absolutely. Sure. Yeah, that, that's not the point of it. it it's an <laughs> it's an excuse to be like, well, this guitar was out of tune because I didn't know how to tune it. <laughs> you know, and I can't sing. My my voice hurts, and but that's okay. I don't know. Somebody you know what? So there was a band called Jack Killed Jill. Oh, yeah, I remember Jack. <laughs> Their first bass player, who was a very strong, very proficient bass player, was in a band called, was it Cross-Eyed Indians, I think? And their very first show here, I went walking backstage and said, you guys, you, you got you to go on. And Marcus, their bass player, hands me his bass and says, can you tune this? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, uh, thank God I could. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it, you, you do. There is the growing curve, the yeah, learning uh-huh. curve, and, and uh, absolutely having the guts, not understanding that you can't is one of the most important things that makes somebody go forward in a situation like this. Words of wisdom. Totally. Yeah. Well, it's been an honor to speak to you guys tonight on the stage of where you were watching 10 years ago, yeah. where you were inspired, many yeah. of you, to, to yeah. form this project. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I want to thank you guys for coming on with us. Yeah. I want to thank you guys for the contributions you guys have made to the scene because they have been ample. Ample. Yeah, absolutely. So it's really our pleasure. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you guys. Enormous respect. Yeah, Tom, yeah. you're you're the man. We'll all be seeing each other yeah. in the in the days and months and years to come. But uh, thank you very much for letting us like learn about Strike to Survive's history and its legacy. And you know, best of yeah. luck in everything you guys do yeah, musically yeah. and otherwise in the future. Upward and onward. We appreciate that. Thank, thank you, you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you guys. That was fucking awesome. Oh, we did it. I feel like I just came out of like a whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I'm in a different room now.